Let's do it on go. Sorry, I was thinking about Goldschlager. Uh, so was I. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, just prepare to. Uh, It'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. I'm gonna be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. <laughs> Who doesn't love the bounce castle? <laughs> Hitler. Just prepare to. Uh, yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be awash in unbeatable goodness. Welcome, Pacers fans. You are listening to the Unbeatables, your semi weekly. Pacers podcast. Today is August 16th, 2020, and this is episode 465. This show, we're going to discuss a two-in-one week for the Pacers, the all-bubble team, coaching updates. We've got a stat of the week. We're going to take a deep dive into the Pacers Heat Series and preview the rest of the playoffs for the league. Joining me this show are all three of our analysts, coast-to-coast, like buttered toast. First, from the nation's capital, Washington, D.C., it's the doctor, Jason Triplett. What is up, Pacers fans? What is up, Undebeatables? Shout out to the playoffs. We're here. Shout out. Now we get uh, playoffs uh, all time of day, too, which is uh, <laughs> extends the action, I guess, on, on the TV. You can uh, watch for- all day from 1 o'clock in the afternoon till... I don't know, 1 o'clock at night. (laughs) From Indianapolis, Indiana, he's our in-house bartender mixing up the drinks in the crappy jingles, John Colson. What is up, Pacer Nation? It is Thirsty Playoffs. Drink up. (laughs) (laughs) From Boise, Idaho, out west, it's our enforcer, John Harper. What's going on, fellas? Shout out the play-in game. I enjoyed. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's a new thing. Silver says he wants to keep it. We'll see. I'll like it until the Pacers have to do it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was an entertaining game, for sure. Well, before we get into the show, I'd like to remind you, you can support us anytime you shop at Amazon. If you just head to theunbeatables.com slash Amazon, do some shopping. Uh, kicks a small percentage of it back to us and helps support what we do. Well, as I mentioned earlier, we got a lot to cover this show. Um, first of all, and I guess sort of least importantly, Pacers did play three games this week. Uh, the first one, Monday, August 10th, uh, Pacers played at Miami. Uh, they lost this one, 92-114. Uh, again, they played on uh, on Friday. This was the more important of the two with the, more of the healthy players playing. Um, yeah, they didn't look great. Uh, Jimmy Butler looked pretty good, 19 and 11. Heat bench was great. Uh, Hero was 17 points. Derek Jones Jr. with 18. Um, uh, not a good showing on the Pacers side. The second game, this is a fun one. Wednesday, August 12th, uh, Pacers at Rockets. They win this one 108-104. No TJ Warren this game. Uh, they started off slow, but uh, Pacers looked pretty good. 
Oladipo had a good game, 16 points. Miles Turner, 18 and 12. Justin Holiday returns to the land of the living, 18 points there. <laughs> uh, and McDermott and Sumner were, were fantastic off the bench. The, the Pacers withstood a late uh, Rockets run uh, and won that one. And Harden, 45 uh, points, 17 rebounds. <laughs> <laughs> Nine assists. And last game of the week, Heat at Pacers. The Pacers win this one 109-92. Doug McDermott was the leading scorer. Uh, Alizé Johnson rocking 11 points and 17 rebounds. Um, but this was not uh, not the first strings battling each other. Uh, so mostly inconsequential. So Alizé Johnson, double-double. Yeah. 11.17 yeah. rebounds. I, just real briefly, I thought this this uh, the sort of this week was the bench. Like I thought it played well. Like we we had starters in and out. We were resting guys. Uh, T.J. Warren's dealing with plantar fasciitis, um, and guys just stepped up. Like I said, Alize Johnson. Um, you're right. Holiday started to catch fire because he's been very cold in the uh, in the bubble. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I just you know we we win that Rockets game because. Um, our bench was better than the Rockets bench. Um, and we win this last Miami game because the benches were playing and our bench is better than Miami's bench. I, 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 thought, uh, I thought our bench looked great this week. And they were the only bright spot in the game that we got blown out against Miami. I thought the bench played well to get us back in that game at the end of the first and into the second. So shout out bench. Yeah. I think the playoff roster is probably uh, – playoff rotation is probably more or less set, but uh, good – to get some reps for uh, Holiday and uh, McDermott so they could see some shots go down because they've been atrocious. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Sumner looked fantastic, too. Yeah. I mean, that kid Still is not getting silky Still smooth. Not getting no, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. But he looked great in the minutes we gave him. Um, and, uh, you know, shout out for our third string, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, and I guess we'll talk about it when we preview the series, but it's always nice to have those change of pace lineups or guys that you can go to in desperate situations in a in a playoff series uh because the concerning game this week was the the game monday against miami where they just got absolutely handled uh, and tj warren got shut down and uh we could not stop their shooters and apparently can't handle bam out bio running point on us uh mm-hmm. so that was a bit disappointing, but uh, and then obviously the other big concern coming out of all of this is the plantar fasciitis of TJ Warren. How bad is it? You know, is he really going to be limited? Because you know we don't go six and two in the bubble without uh, without TJ Warren. So that is hundreds of points. He, yeah, yeah, he has been our offense. The key thing though in that game on Friday though the Pacers. Uh, Third stringers cemented us uh, fourth place, so we got home court advantage in the uh, home court, court baby. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's been a while note, since we had home court. That definitely I did. checks a box from preseason goals, right? It does. Yeah. It does. It actually does. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I did sign up to uh, to to be on the jumbotron. Uh, I've not heard if I got selected yet. So, mm-hmm. uh, but the all the home games, uh, at least we have an opportunity for that to happen. Well, and we also ended up with 45 wins. Uh, and if, 
you know, we'd played the last nine games, there's a decent chance we could hit that 50-game mark. Um, you know, all you got to do is go five and four. I think we all would have been really happy with a 50-win season. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, all in all, home court, we'll take it. All right, so um, since we've got a lot to talk about uh, this show, I think we should move on. There are a couple things going on around the league we, we'd like to discuss. Uh, the first one is there's some coaching changes. Uh, we we are, are coaching updates and changes we got uh, going around the league. Um, so, of course, last week we, we spent a lot of time talking about Nate McMillan uh, maybe not getting – uh, uh, his contract renewed and his job was on the hot seat and all that stuff. We talked extensively about that, and then he got a contract extension um, during you know, during the week. So, um, how do you guys feel about the timing of this and, um, and and just on the move overall in general? Harper, are you are you think this is fine to do this? It's it's just a year extension, so yeah. Well, I mean, I think he can thank Van Gundy for getting that in the headlines so he could get his contract extension inked in the bubble. So, nice PR play. I mean, right? it is what it is. It's, it's not a surprise. I'm glad it's only a year. Right, exactly. This is clearly a quell the rumors situation. Let's have some stability. Um, it kind of makes no sense to me, but... I mean, outside of that angle, um, which I don't even know if it's that big of an angle, like, it's not like all of national um, NBA media is talking about Nate McMillan being on the hot seat, like, and we're going into the playoffs, like, that's the 50th story that people are going to be talking about. I don't, yeah, I don't know, I <laughs> Who's got time for it's a coaching a, search? A new season starts in like three weeks. So. It's true. <laughs> true. Colson, are you are you happy about this? I mean, I, in one way, you could look at this and say, you know, this year, you know, it's just weird. Like we don't want to judge him on this season, uh, just because it, you know, there's all the interruptions and all that sort of stuff. Like, just uh, just give it another year. It, it sh- next year will be more normal. We hope. Uh, hold on, let me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, even if next year is more normal for some of the season, it's going to start at a weird time. You're going to pay at least a part of the season without fans. Like I, I, you know, I think the franchise is happy with what Nate has done. I mean, I, even last week when we talked extensively about it, like I think we were all kind of like, look, he's exceeded our expectations. He may not be one of the, you know, top. 10 coaches that matter but like he's he's done well and our players have, have progressed well under him and giving him a year extension to kind of uh you know quell the noise during this really strange time is i think a fine move it, yeah i'm happy with this this is this is just a strange time to be alive and it's a strange time to be an organization and you know i know that they're the uh, goal is to have stability during this really unstable time and i think it was the right move so it does Shut assuage out. my concerns that Victor Holodipo hated Nate McMillan. Mm. So, yeah, that's helpful. Yeah, that sure. that is a, a good thing. So, sure. well, and we know that or, one of the reasons that Brogdon says that idiots, he, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and completely dis- disconnected from reality. Yeah, 
So it's yeah, either yeah. much better or much worse than we feared. Okay. <laughs> uh, we, we, but at you least know, we're not on the, the way that Brogdon did. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out. Uh, in news, other news, you know, we had also talked about Jim, Jim Boylan, the the, the uh, uh, Bulls coach. Uh, we we had heard reports that he had an extension, but in fact, he was actually canned. I mean, uh, I'm glad so, they took our advice on that one. Oh man, uh, I you know I saw some articles on that, and and all the comments were, you know, saying that the Bulls already won the off season, um, <laughs> and they have not named a new coach. Yeah. A couple other ones, just um, uh, Alvin Gentry, uh, coach of the New Orleans Pelicans, he gone. Um, Vlade Divac uh, stepped down from his role in uh, Sacramento, and Brad Stevens, uh, he got an extension on his contract because uh, the Celtics are smart. So, can somebody explain the Alvin Gentry decision to me? That came out of left field to me. I I thought he was doing a fine job. There, c- he contended for the playoffs with a, a roster that was battling injuries all year long. D- you know, unleashed Brandon Ingram. You know, I guess he didn't play uh, Zion Williams in the fourth quarter of Game One of the bubble, and everybody got pissed about that. But it seemed like his that's because it was garbage. Jason to do that. So, okay. <laughs> but like isn't i don't understand isn't he a decent coach and what's going yeah. on yeah i mean he seems fine i mean the only thing that i can think of is you know they're obviously they're leaning hard into a developmental stage here sure and just internally they don't think he's the guy i mean unless they land fizdale i don't, I don't know what they're doing hmm. yeah i mean i i feel like maybe there was this weird pressure because the you know, the, the league had sort of put the bubble on a platter for the Pelicans, right? They had sort of set up this system where, you know, the play-in tournament was partly to get the Pelicans into that first round sort of stuff, and then they just they didn't play well. This can't be about the eight games, though. If it is, then that's really poor mm-hmm. management by the owners. Um, Gentry has a uh, 175 uh, wins and 225 losses in his five seasons. Um, you know, it's not exactly like he was lighting this on fire, but he also had a ton of injuries. Like, you know, when he was dealing with um, Anthony Davis, that guy missed a whole season almost under him. Um, their one playoff run was, or two playoff runs, was one was fairly successful. Um, and, you know, he's got a bunch of young kids, and, and, and you know, his his superstar uh you know, rookie was injured most of the season. So I, I don't know. What do you judge us on? I've, we've, we've waited around for five years and we've not made the playoffs enough. Maybe it's just time. I don't know. But how much of that is his fault? Yeah. I, I kind of feel like, you know, you know, Anthony Davis was, you know, I felt like that guy was never going to succeed. Not because he wasn't good, but I felt like there was organizational problems that, you know, they couldn't put an amazing team around him. And, you know, Gentry's in the same spot. Like if he doesn't have the personnel, then, what are you going to do? Well, even when they gave them the personnel, uh, they all got injured. Yeah. Maybe you can blame the coach for that. Um, and then when he gets his his you know main thoroughbred back, the 
GM is saying he's on a minutes restriction. You can't play him more than 20 minutes or whatever. <laughs> like he literally right. handicapping like what the coach can do. So, but oh well. That so goes the NBA. This is like the yeah. story of every NBA head coach. Yeah, yeah. So exactly. That's... The why doesn't matter. Uh... The W's do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Although the Jim Boylan thing makes a ton of sense, and that guy sucks at coaching. So for sure. I mean, that's well, that's, that's well known. He can be our third assistant. Sure. Anybody have any strong feelings about Sacramento? No. I mean, just shocked it took this long. I guess. <laughs> yeah, we were surprised when I mean, they like extended him. Or anything, so. I heard they were bringing in the- Dumars. Did they end up inking that yet? They did, I believe. Yeah. That's an upgrade. <laughs> feel, yeah, it is quite an upgrade. I feel like they have some stuff there, right? They've got some pieces. Darren Fox, Buddy Heald, um, Jaron Jackson, right? I mean, they're they're Michael uh, Bagley the third, Marvin, Marvin. There's a is there there's a Michael Bagley too, right? I'm sure somewhere, somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, I think they've got they've got enough uh, you know they've got enough young talent to to, to have uh, a base of something, and I think Joe Dumar should be excited about turning this thing around uh, because Flotty was too into it. He was he was he was he couldn't see the uh, forest for the trees. Maybe all those amazing decisions he made it wasn't coming together for him. I mean, I I don't know. I feel like Joe Dumar is, is going to try to build the Bad Boys 3.0 like a super good defensive team yet again in an era where uh, the goal is to score 150 points. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if this is going to go well for Joe, but, you know, kudos to him. Good luck, I suppose. Uh, other news around the league, the uh, all-bubble teams came out, uh, and very exciting. Uh, T.G. Warren made the all-bubble first team, along with... Devin Booker, Luka Doncic, uh, James Harden, and Damian Lillard. Uh, that seems correct to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, all bubble second team. Giannis into the Uh Kawhi Leonard, Karis LeVert, Michael Porter Jr., and Kristaps Porzingis. Um, any strong disagreements? Any any bubble snubs uh, that anybody's real fired up about? Mm. <laughs> no, not yeah. really. It's an eight-game sample set. Um, even though I do, I feel a little bit bad. So Devin Booker made the team, which is great for him. But the Suns go eight zero in the bubble, and they get home. They don't even go to the playoffs. They don't even get into the playing game. Yeah, nothing. They get they uh, said, "All right, your top scorer gets on the first team and go home." Enjoy well, your but, salaries. <clears throat> uh, but their uh, their coach got uh, coach of the bubble. Oh. <laughs> yeah, an award they invented because they realized that uh, the Suns weren't going to get any other right. accolades. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Did they, and, they, and, so they uh, haven't announced the bubble MVP yet, right? They haven't given. Logo. Oh no, they have. Oh, they yeah, have. no, that yeah, yeah, it's Dame. Oh, okay, good. So Monty Williams uh, got the uh, coach of the bubble, and Dame got MVP of the bubble. 
I think I just saw he was actually he was unanimous. Bubble MVP. Oh, that's yeah. Also, Bosti. the only thing <laughs> <laughs> he might have been. Who knows? Hey, hey, hey. I don't know. Um, well, one of the things that interests me is that they just completely abandoned positions for this, which is fine. But like, they're so adamant about keeping positions for all NBA teams uh, during the regular season. Um, I thought they'd put some weird restrictions on this, but they were like, "Yeah, whatever. We'll just have like four four guards and a forward. It'll be fine. Nobody cares. It's the bubble yeah. team. Nobody cares." Congrats to our bubble, our bubble uh, overlords. Bubble first team, second team. What's that? Overlords. Our bubble <laughs> overlords. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Do bow down. Do you? To. Will, will this end up on your basketball reference page? Like, if you're like all bubble team. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be the first wiki entry. Probably. And how does like the play-in games? Like, how? Do, where do you put that? Is it regular season? Is it postseason? I don't know. It's in the void, man. Mm. It's in the void. Mm. I think you're right. So yeah, they just have to create a whole new bubble page. Yep. Hey, if it, if it happens in the bubble, right? You know. <laughs> All right. Bubble wrap that shit. <laughs> All right. So uh, it had been decided a, a little bit ago. The Pacers are playing the. May Emmy Heat. Um, Pacers do have the home court advantage, which means they have their logos on the floor, uh, their fans uh, on the uh, jumbotron uh, for more games if it goes long. Um, so it doesn't really matter. It seems uh, who has home court doesn't seem. But I, I actually heard something that I actually heard. Um, on the, the the sideline guys podcast that the um, winning percentages have been like really similar to to normal uh, normal times. So maybe maybe it does make some difference for home and away. All right. Oh. So okay. so uh, game game one is Tuesday, uh, August eighteenth, four o'clock. Uh, Thursday is the twentieth at. Uh, one o'clock Eastern. Um, both of them are on national TV, uh, which is good. Um, all right, where, where do you guys want to start on this? There's, you know, we, we've played this team several times. The games, uh, we, we, I feel like we've not performed super well, um, but uh, it's the bubble. You know, anything can happen. Uh, Jason, <laughs> Jason, where do you think is the the key matchup here, or? Uh, the, the, the thing we should look at the most. So I've been doing some thinking about this. And so, yeah, so it's hard to evaluate this series because in the first two Heat Pacers games, neither Brogdon nor Oladipo played. And in the third game, we're in the bubble. Um, and like you said, anything can happen in the bubble. We certainly did not um, perform well in that game. Uh, to me, I think the thing that um, the Pacers are going to have to figure out how to deal with is Bam Adebayo. And so what Miami does is they run a ton of offense through Adebayo. I would say maybe 50% of the possessions he brings the ball up the court and initiates offense. 
I have no idea if that's an actual real number, but that's what it seems like <laughs> um, just watching them. Um, and he is so good at handling the ball that he can come up and he gets into the lane basically immediately because Miles Turner, who's guarding him, you know, doesn't come out above the three point line to defend him one on one. Um, so I think figuring out how to get Miami out of that mode of offense is going to be the key to, to the Pacers success in this series. If we can figure out a, a, a an effective way to disrupt that, uh, mode of offensive action, uh, then I think the Pacers can have success because what happens is Bam comes down the court, dribbles, gets into the lane, and then people collapse, and then the ball starts moving around, and then they just find these open shooters, Duncan Robinson, you know, Butler, uh, Tyler Hero, whoever, all around the court, and they, they shoot a bunch of threes and they make a bunch of threes. Um, and if, if they get in a panic situation, they have Jimmy Butler who can create a shot, get into the lane, and draw a foul. So I think us figuring out how to defend them is the key. Seems right. Colson, I got a question for you. Okay. Spolstra <clears throat> or McMillan? Who's Who's got that uh, advantage? <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, um, I was thinking about this because in that game we played earlier in the week, <clears throat> one of the things that I noticed was how well coached Miami was. Um, and I think the note I wrote uh, to the to the group was that Miami doesn't suffer fools lightly. They don't. They're so sharp, uh, both offensively and defensively, um, that they just take advantage of your mistakes. And I think of Indiana as a very well coached team, a team that's not sloppy. You know, we we have low turnovers. We're also a very good defensive team. I think we're number six in the league in defense. Um, and I think of us as prepared um, when we when we step on the floor, but this Miami team exposed us as um, completely, um, I think, lazy with the ball, indecisive on offense, and they jumped on it, and took advantage of it. Um, when we were slightly uh, made a slight mistake or were mixed up on on uh, defense, they found that hole and took advantage of it immediately. They're just really well coached and they're very precise. And I think historically under Nate, I think we've won the first game two out of the three playoffs we've played under him because I think we do come very prepared both offensively and defensively to the table. And maybe, as Jason, you've mentioned before, we're already playing at our full potential, our playoff potential when we walk into a, a series. And so I think we surprised some people in a game one. I'm not sure we're going to be able to do that with Miami because I think they're already playing that well. Um, on both sides of the ball. And what it's going to take for us is to clean up our mistakes uh, on both sides or they're going to pick us apart. Yeah, agree with all that. Um, we're going to need some good three-point shooting in the series. <laughs> um, we're just going to have to find ways to, to get the ball in the bucket. Uh, it's a good team, and they play really well. They seem to have another gear against first-flight teams, and I expect that they're going to come out uh, in overdrive come playoff time. So they're they're going to be ready. They're going to be I, – I presume they're going to be firing on all cylinders. So uh, it's going to be it's gonna be a tough matchup for us. Yeah, if you, you talk like about hitting threes, uh, I just think – I think, uh, you know, uh, both 
Justin Holiday and Dougie McBuckets have to be lights out like they were at the the very uh, last couple games. I just think they can't be. They've just got to catch fire in this series because I think Miami doesn't do a great job of defending the three, but we also don't shoot a bunch of threes. So if our three-point shooters can actually get loose and get hot, then that gives us at least a shot. But if they're cold, I think we're in trouble. Harper, there was, the, you know, that we had known, we would know that there was beef between uh, TJ Warren and, and uh, Jimmy Butler. Uh, there, there were some, uh, there's some quotes, uh, uh, Butler saying, you know, it's all behind us now. But do you think it's, uh, it's going to resurface, um, particularly now that, that TJ Warren's got a little more of the spotlight on him? Uh, I mean, if you're asking me if I trust Jimmy Butler to put that beef behind him, uh, I think the chip on the shoulder might be a little <laughs> bit too large for that. Uh, I mean, I think the onus is on us to, you know, really make sure that we're being cognizant, uh, you know, making sure that we find ways to get TJ the ball in places where he can succeed, right? Uh, it's going to be a team effort to get Jimmy Butler unglued from him. Um, but it's work that we're going to have to do because we're going to need output from, from TJ for sure. Uh, and there's no question that Jimmy is one of the best on-the-ball defenders in the game. So uh, we're going to miss Domus and his screening in this one for sure. But uh, Miles has shown some improvement there. So hopefully he cannot foul out in the first five minutes setting moving screens. That would be, that'd be a plus. And up getting my- dominated by Bam Adebayo. Well, yeah, so Miles is the key in this, right? Because when he's not getting dominated by Bam Adebayo, he's getting put in pick-and-rolls and getting abused in pick-and-roll situations. Uh, by Jimmy Butler, yeah. Yeah, and so this is really going to be um, a, 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 a spotlight on Miles Turner and his ability to defend. Um, you know, and he, he holds himself to a high standard. You know, he thinks he should be in the class of... Um, you know, defensive player of the year category or whatever. And so here's a chance for him to really show it or whatever. Uh, you know, the flip side is bam, you know, and this was a point I'm, I'm stealing all of these points from, uh, what are they called down? No dunks, not the starters no anymore. Um, you know, that, uh, uh, bam out was overlooked for miles Turner uh, on the USA basketball roster a couple of years ago or whatever. So he's hold, he uh, is learning from Jimmy Butler on how to hold a grudge, <laughs> clutch it closely, <laughs> and never he's, let he's it an go. All-star. I yeah. love that mentorship. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like the sitting the young guy down is like, look, you're not mad enough. <laughs> let me help you explore some ways to be angry. Give me 20 bucks. Here's some coffee. No, get right. amped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you like make your like chi ball, but really it's just your right. your anger and aggression, right? <laughs> I am worried. Yeah, uh, I'm worried about uh, Miles Turner being in in, in uh, foul trouble. You know, it's happened plenty of times. And and look, we know with with Sabonis out in particular, we're, we're relatively thin at the at the big position. Um, so. You know, of course, they they know that they're going to attack that, uh, and and you know, asking Jimmy Butler to try to uh, draw some fouls is not a stretch uh, for for anybody. Um, oh, I mean, no, he's going to get a lot of his points at the line. That's what he does. Yeah. Um, I you know I do wonder if if one of the 
um, plans of attack might be to kind of try to l- play off Jimmy Butler's ego um, and try to do ball denial for everybody else and, and let Butler just go to work. I mean, he's a guy that can give you 30, but is he a guy that can give you 50? I mean, I don't know. Like maybe, um, you know, let him just try to eat up TJ Warren uh, in one-on-one matchups and let him tire out um, and let him go to the free throw line and shut down their shooters and try to take away that offense of, of Bam Adebayo that you talked about. Like just put the ball in Butler's hands and see if he's, um, if he thinks he's better than he is, and maybe we can win a game or two. I don't know. Uh, that was one of the things I was thinking. He's very good, but I also think he's a um, chumps. So <laughs> he's definitely chumps. Um, another key, I think, is Pacers' uh, ability to take care of the basketball. When the Pacers have below fourteen turnovers or about there, they're very successful. If they get above that mark that's when we start getting into dangerous territory. Um, And Miami's really good defensively. So being smart, making smart decisions, um, especially I'm looking at Oladipo in this department. So Oladipo's shown a few flashes throughout this bubble time, but he's definitely, his handle isn't all the way back for sure. No. Um, And so he tries to get into the lane and, you know, sort of makes the first move, but then by the time it's ready to make the second move, the ball's kind of gotten away from him a lot of times. So um, we kind of need need to limit those things. I'm not saying don't be aggressive, but, you know, yeah. try to keep them from getting easy buckets out in transition. Yeah. Our offense is not good enough against a defensive team that good that we can give up a bunch of easy shots in transition. That's That's not going to turn out well for us. Yeah, I mean, one wonders how we're going to score the points, right? I mean, I I think, um, you know, there was a a really cool stat. I can't remember what it was, but, like, T.J. Warren has – one of the lowest usage rates in the NBA as far as a scorer. Like, he doesn't hold on to the ball very long. It's only a couple seconds, um, almost like a, a Clay Thompson type. Like, he comes off screens, grabs the ball, takes a shot, right? He doesn't dribble around a bunch uh, and waste his energy doing that. He just gets the ball and he attacks, um, which makes him a great complementary scorer to other ball handlers. Um, I think what, what Butler does very well is ball denial, right? I mean, I think... Um, in the game they played uh, last, Jimmy Butler uh, guarded T.J. Warren 25 possessions, and he only got off a few shots and only had two points. Like Part of that is not letting Warren get that ball, right? Um, so if you take away T.J. Warren just from his touches, um, where are you going to find the offense? We know Oladipo loves big games, but as you said, you know, He's been handling the ball a lot more, and his offense has been fairly inefficient. He's scoring, you know, like 7 of 26 in these games. You know, he's putting the ball up, but it's not going in. Um, I think you've really got to hope that um, Brogdon takes this opportunity to um, be a little bit more aggressive offensively because we know he has the capability of scoring over 20 points a game um, and, and sort of controlling our offense. He does it at a slower pace, but I think if he can uh, win his matchups, I mean, are, are we really worried about Dunn or Drogic like stopping, you know, Brogdon from scoring? 
Like, I think if he can be more aggressive, that could really help us out, take the pressure off T.J. Warren and maybe free him up a little bit. Uh, one more thing I'd like to add about Spolstra. This dude has seen, <laughs> he's seen so much in the playoffs. So uh, you, you damn well better believe that uh, if he needs to get the ball inbounded after timeout, it's going to happen, you know? <laughs> yeah. All right, well, uh, what shout you, out what to Jer- Derek Jones Jr. We didn't mention that. Do you guys, do you guys watch the game where Derek Jones Jr. went down with a, they had to take him off the floor in a stretcher? No, I did. I didn't. Yeah, it was pretty dramatic. He uh, came around a double screen and just smacked his head against a, a Goga uh, bicep um, and fell over uh, and wasn't moving. And so they brought out um, a stretcher and took him off. Apparently, uh, uh, x-rays and MRIs and everything were negative. Sounds like a severe neck strain, but he might uh, be back and ready to play for this series. Um, So shout out to him for being okay. It was a very scary moment. So for those who don't have the internet and didn't look it up, he's okay and probably will be playing um, upcoming. So Um, Goga didn't do anything dirty. I mean, it was just one of those things, right? Um, You just hit a really... solid dude who didn't move <laughs> crazy yeah is Goga ready for this by the way he's no. gonna see some minutes without Sabonis no he's not ready he's a rookie it's, yeah. no of course he's not I mean in fairness the Heat rely pretty heavily on some untested playoff names as well yeah Tyler Hero I mean he's a you Kendrick know, he's a young kid <laughs> yeah yeah these guys aren't exactly household names that have a ton of playoff experience, right? Yeah. But Spolstra has got a whole lot of quality ball out of, you know, guys who weren't even drafted. So, Right. right. And it will be interesting throughout this whole playoff experiment to see how much those playoff chops come into play. Like, without home courts and those pressure-packed environments mm. – of just energy from the crowd and and how that feeds teams um you know is is that even going to matter like are are people going to notice like i think yes i think that people will still know that it's a playoff game like you know when back when i could play rec soccer like the play the playoffs had a different feel than the regular season like and I obviously never played in front of fans, but like, um, I'm sure it would. It's the the uh, degree to which it's amped up is even more in front of fans, right? So. Yeah. Well, outside of Butler, like, how much experience does Miami have in, in big games? You know. Yeah, I mean, Andre they were in the playoffs Iguodala. last year. So. Yeah. Andre Iguodala and Goran Dragic, right? But. I mean, I don't know. We've got uh, we got Brogdon and Oladipo and I mean, Jake, Miles Jake Crowder. I've mean, seen a few series. Udonis Haslam. Yeah, good call. Oh gosh. Well, I don't think he's going to see a lot of minutes. Yeah, but he can right. educate. Help them. calm the young guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Even Kelly Olynyk. Yeah, think he's seen uh, either, but he's definitely seen the playoffs. Right. Good call. They probably have as much playoff experience as we do. Oh well, I don't think Aaron Holiday's afraid of the moment. Um, and I think we need to um, bring Alizé Johnson uh, off the bench and give him more minutes. Seventeen rebounds. Shout out. Yeah. 
Um, does anybody have holiday? That's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> does anybody have uh, uh, predictions on this series? I know we're going to do predictions for the for the rest of the uh, uh, NBA in the second half. Do you guys have a number on this one? I think you start, buddy. Oh man, <laughs> you gonna make? He's gonna make some waffles real quick. Uh, anybody else? Oh man. <laughs> I'll start. I'll start. I'll, I'll put you guys in oh, a good, good. position. Thanks. Um, Thanks. I do not like this matchup for the Pacers. I think that of all the teams that we we play in the Eastern Conference, Miami for some reason is the weirdest matchup for us. And I think a lot of it has to do with coaching. Well, it's coaching for <laughs> sure. Bless you. But it's that team is very similar to the Pacers in the sense that they have a workmanlike attitude. And so when when the Pacers play against them, that energy and effort is always matched um, just because that's how the frame of mind that Spolscher gets his guys in. And they're more, they're better coached. They're more talented in some key positions. They have better shooting and they shoot more. They just, they, like you said earlier, Colson, they're just a, a well-coached team. They do think sharply. They don't beat themselves very often. Um, I would be excited if the Pacers took two games off of these guys, but I don't Oof. know that we're going to do that. I think I think Miami takes this in five. Oof, okay. I don't want it to happen. I'm cheering for my boys, you know. But. <laughs> You do make an interesting point, though. Like, you think about the teams we beat in this bubble, right? Like Philly and the Lakers and Houston, right? Like, the, these are teams that just kind of, like, maybe rely on their talent and, and aren't bringing their lunch pail in. And we jumped on them and we beat them, right? Um, and then Miami embarrassed us. <laughs> so, um, you're not wrong. Um, I'm very nervous about this. And I'm also even more nervous because we just talked for 20 minutes about what Miami does well um, and what maybe we could do to counteract that and what needs to go perfectly for us to, you know, get a win. Like we weren't talking a lot about the matchups we were going to win in that conversation, uh, which makes me nervous. Um, And maybe it's because we're all fadeless, but um, it also could be that we are, um, we're not winning a lot of these matchups. You know, do we need to come back to you again? I don't think the small, I, I like the idea of the small lineup, but like I, it hasn't played that well. Like we're losing the first and third quarters, like our bench is playing well. So basically I'm, I'm hoping that our bench is just that much better than their bench. Um, I'm, I guess I'm with Jason, but I'm going to go with, um, oh God, I hate saying this, but I'm going to go Miami and six. Uh, I'm going to be a, a better fan <laughs> less of an analyst. But, you know, I think that we've got T.J. Warren. They don't. So Pacers and uh, Pacers and six. I think the, the, the Heat right. will get two, two off. Yeah, you don't, you don't think we're going to take it to seven to use that home court advantage? That's right. We, we got home court. Uh, we, I want to, you know, we want to do it on their floor and stare into their fans' eyes on their jumbotron. <laughs> You know all their fans will have left by uh, <laughs> <traffic>. anyway. 
<laughs> I guess you shut the game off. Uh, yeah. That was solid. That would be amazing if they showed the Jumbotron and there's just nobody there. That would be A bunch phenomenal. of empty chairs. Yes. Uh, I got the heat seven. And how you got much? the heats? I got the heat. In what? Seven. You take him in okay. seven? Okay. All right. Beat us on own, our own home floor, huh? Our own yeah. home floor in Orlando. Mm. Wow. All right. Um, there's also, I mean, there's been no word about Sabonis coming back. It doesn't sound like it's going to happen. Um, but Hope Springs Eternal, right? He could show up. Mid series, mm-hmm, probably maybe. not. I think I think um, um, if he comes back into the bubble, as long as he's been taking tests on a regular basis and they all come back negative, that he only has to quarantine for four days, I think, and keep okay. taking tests, and then he's back. So, so there is a possibility that even if he didn't come back to the bubble until after like game two or three, which is a week from now, he could, you know, still play assuming the series is still going yeah i think it's a different series with him involved um of course he's our best player i I think i think think also there is a chance because oladipo is a big game player um and also that maybe tj warren was playing rope-a-dope with butler like uh, you know what i'm gonna be a better fan i'm switching my i'm switching my pick pacers and six we got it. We got you, this. You changed your you changed, you changed it to, your to steal mine. To his pick. I, yeah. Uh, okay. Pacers and seven. I'll take. I'll take it. Different. Pacers and seven. Okay. We got. We'll, we'll win it on the home floor. That's right. There's also a chance I've, that I've TJ Warren do will play limited minutes in this series because he is playing professional. So. Oh God! Stop it. We got this. We're gonna steal game one. Both we always do. Switch back. No, <laughs> Uh, heat sweep, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, fans, we'll update you. Uh, Colson has until 4 p.m. on Tuesday yeah. to make up his mind. It's a very fluid prediction. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Stay glued to his Twitter account. Yeah. <laughs> at John Cole, right? That's right. <laughs> Follow no, at John Cole. Not. He'll tell you. That guy is so mad yeah. at me and at us for misquoting that for the last years. All right, guys. Uh, So we want to take a break, and we're going to come back and uh, talk about the rest of the league. Uh, We got uh, probably not quite as long on the rest of them, but uh, they're they're starting tomorrow, Monday, Monday, Monday evening. The playoffs are starting, so we get to get you prepared for uh, what's coming down the down the line. Sounds good. Miami is chumps. Miami is chumps. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
are back from the break first thing i got for you right now is my stat of the week joey stat of the week all right guys we knew this day would come i actually didn't know this day would come but it came anyway the spurs did not qualify for the playoffs what for the, for the first time in 22 years wow. it's a long long time uh, a couple things that happened. There's an article on ESPN about this. Uh, but over those 22 seasons, the Spurs won an NBA best 1,260 games, which is uh, 211 more than the number two team, uh, the oh, Dallas wow. Mavericks. Uh, <laughs> and that gap is essentially the same. Actually, it's greater than the gap between Dallas, the number two, and the number 21 team, Philadelphia. So they're dominant. Wow. They is not chumps. <laughs> they so. they was not. <laughs> now right. they is. <laughs> but uh yeah, they've had a, a fantastic run uh of twenty two years and I mean that's you know, more than you know, the younger players coming in the league have never been alive with a Spurs team not in the playoffs. Pop had a great run. Who do you guys got for his replacement? Oh, no. <laughs> Jim Boylan? <laughs> He's out there. He's available. Let's do it. Duncan, Duncan's uh, on, the, uh, on the bench now. Maybe, uh, maybe he's going to get out there. Nah, he doesn't like talking to the media. He's not going to do yeah. that. <laughs> but Pop does. Pop does. <laughs> yeah, Pop loves it. Pop enjoys soliloquizing. Yeah. If yeah. Trolling the media. Yeah. There was, uh, so Pop was actually, he was asked about it, and this is, this is absolutely true. Uh, he was, 
uh, asked about the streak ending, and uh, he answered, uh, who told him that? Who told him that the streak ended? That's fake news. That's total fake news. <laughs> he went on to say, lots of guys have been telling me the streak hasn't ended. I talk to people all the time. They call me. They tell me, Pop, the streak didn't end. It didn't. It didn't end. I don't know where you guys are getting this. Oh, Pop. Love it. Oh, Pop. So I guess I need to... Uh... Big guy came up to me. Big guy hasn't, didn't even cry as a baby. He was crying because he was so upset because people said that Spurs didn't make the playoff. That's right. So maybe I need to offer a... Maybe I need to uh, submit a retraction for my stat of the week since Pop is saying that is fake news. Fake stat. I'll check Fox and get back to you. Yeah. <laughs> when, he was asked, uh, when he was asked if he was going to return to the bench next season to, uh, to coach again, he shrugged and said, why wouldn't I? So. <laughs> sounds like he's loves in. Loves the fanfare, that guy. All right, gentlemen. uh, So we've got the rest of the playoffs to uh, to discuss. Uh, I'm gonna start on the East. Uh, Let's do the one eight matchup: the uh, Milwaukee Bucks and the number one seed, and the apparently in the playoffs, uh, Orlando Magic. (laughs) They're bringing their 33 and 40 uh, record into this. They did split the season series with with the Bucks. Really? But I don't, I don't know. Yeah, they, they uh, I don't know if that's gonna hold. Uh, Harper, <laughs> Harper, what, what, what did you tell me the the odds were on this one? Uh, so if you're uh, an Orlando Magic fan and you would like to uh, place a wager, you can win sixteen hundred dollars on a hundred bucks. However, if you're a Bucks fan, you're gonna have to place ten grand to get a hundred back. Maybe not your best investment strategy. All right. I feel like it's a guaranteed hundred dollars, yeah. though. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's what all those guys who bet on uh, Mike Tyson and Buster Douglas said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so no. Seriously, I spent a lot of time on this, like more time than I should have, trying to figure out how to to um, not not get the Magic winning this series, but to get them to win a game. Um, I I think with Jonathan Isaac uh, healthy. Um, Maybe he could be a body on Giannis and do some other stuff. I, they just don't have enough horses. They don't have enough scoring. They don't have enough anything. I, I think this is a sweep in brutal fashion. Oh, I've already got you all down for bucks and four. Okay. Maybe I like to kind of okay. that. Good call. Good call. Anybody want to give my guys, Orlando a game? Do you remember uh, at home? Uh, DJ playoff Augustine uh, has happened in the past. Sure, sure. So that'll win you a quarter. I, I think. He, I think if he yeah puts up forty five, the Bucks still win. Sorry, by twenty. <laughs> All right. So that one, uh, I think we've uh, we've decided. Moving on. Uh, let's see. The number two Toronto Raptors are playing the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, Toronto ended the season fifty three and nineteen. Brooklyn thirty five and thirty seven, nearly five hundred. I mean, I think this was a little bit closer, but uh, you know, Brooklyn's been all right recently. 
the season series, the Raptors won three to one. Uh, JT, who you got? Uh, I got a, a a douchebag sweep in this one. I think that okay. um, the Nets take game one, and then Toronto sweeps them out because that's what Toronto does. Toronto just yeah. drops game game games one. Is that like? Do you say that that's like a attorney's general thing? Right. You say oh, that seems one. That seems truthy. <laughs> okay. Um, no, I mean Toronto's really good, um, and I I would pick a sweep except. Brooklyn is scrappy, mm-hmm. and they'll, um, you know, they have guys that can get hot uh, in Joe Harris and Karis LeVert. Um, and, you know, Toronto is super well coached, plays great defense, are the defending champs. They are not chumps. They is not chumps. Um, so I should pick a sweep, but I just think maybe, maybe Brooklyn takes the game. I think... You know, I almost picked Orlando to take a game just because the bubble environment is weird. Mm-hmm. And I I think that not many series that would typically be sweeps or blowouts are going to be sweeps. But I also don't know how the bubble environment is going to infect teams either way. So, anyway, that's a lot of talk to just say Toronto and <laughs> five. <laughs> I'll... Uh... Uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I mean, I'll just I'll I'll, uh, I'll take the sweep for Toronto, but I think that uh, you know they're they've had some demons in the past for the playoffs, and I think those are those are gone now. You know, they yeah, winning the I title will do that for you. Um, yep. You know, we, you know, they don't have they don't have uh, uh, Kawhi anymore, but um, you know they're they're a phenomenal team. They're you know they're they've done. So much better than I, I think everyone had predicted um, after losing Kawhi, and I, they're just—they—they they have a lot of playoff experience, you know. Even though some of it was was not good in the past, but at this point, uh, I, you know, they're a team. You just—I'm going to basically pick them um, until they're beaten in, in the East. Yeah, they're the defending champs, right? Uh, and they—they they just have so much swagger. They potentially have the best coach in the NBA, um, but. The Brooklyn Nets are coached by the well-coached Jacques Vaughn. Jacques Vaughn well-coached? Yes, exactly. (laughs) And we all know how much I love Jacques Vaughn because he well-coaches things. (laughs) Um, I think, think, you know, I guess I think the the Raptors are very focused and they're not going to uh, they're not going to make mistakes like they used to, which is lose game one in every series. Uh, But I think you can take your eye off the ball in one of these games. Karis LeVert can go crazy. I, I, I I'm gonna go. I'm gonna match Jason on this one and go uh, Raptors in uh, five. I also had the Raptors in five. Um, I, although Colson, maybe you talked me into Raptors in four. <laughs> they're real good. They're really good. They're a super. And they're just professionals. They, they play really tough. They've done well yeah. in the bubble. Um, but yep. The the Raptors are the kind of team if you've got you know, one guy that you've really got to shut down uh, in Karis Levert and everything kind of flows from that. They're going to do a great job on him. Uh, Joe Harris is going to get abused on defense every time up and down the court. Uh, yeah. The Raptors are the better team here. Oh, by far. Yeah. So you're taking the sweep. I'll then? take the sweep. Yeah. I think that's the right move. I should have done that. 
It was the Jacques Vaughn push. <laughs> Always good for a game, Jacques Vaughn as coach. Third other matchup, uh, Boston Celtics uh, the three in the three seed against the number six Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, Boston ends the season 48-24 and Philadelphia 43-30. and uh, The season series, 76ers actually lead that one 3-1. to one. Um Harper, you got a you got a pick for this one? I do. I, Simmons is out. He may be back at some point. Um, I just don't trust this team very much, just generally. Um, and you know, maybe they'll end up being better without him on the court because they know who their go-to guy is. Maybe all that stuff is true, but until I see it on the court, I'm not a believer. The Celtics are. They've got a coach that matters. They've got a just outstanding lineup that they trot out there. Perimeter defense is second to maybe the Clippers. <laughs> um, they're just – they're studs. I got Celtics in five. Coulson. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, Embiid's banged up too, right? Probably. Um, Isn't he always? Yeah. Isn't that just yeah. the default <laughs> state? <laughs> yeah, I think this team is emotionally fragile. I think the Celtics are not – um, and uh, you're right. I think the Celtics look look really pretty good in the bubble after the first couple games when they, they looked shaky, but they, they really rounded out in form. Um, I'm having trouble seeing a world in which the Sixers win this without Simmons, um, but I will give them a couple wins. I think, I think Embiid maybe goes for a 40 and 20 game, one point, but let's take a comfortable six game. Uh, series by Boston. Uh, okay, my go, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you guys said it all. Like, Philly's a not <laughs> not well-run team. Um, I do think there's something to the, uh, you know, Simmons and Embiid and Embiid on the floor at the same time is problem, and uh, there's maybe slightly better when one or the other is not there. Embiid is gigantic Al Horford is gigantic um, the Celtics are very small so I think that if Philly does this right they'll just bully the heck out of um, Boston dominate the glass and hopefully score enough that way um, to to keep pace with Boston but ultimately I think Boston's got um, enough in the tank. I mean, they haven't played super great in the bubble, but I'm not really worried about that. Um, Still a Brad Stevens team, right? <laughs> exactly, yeah. So, I mean, you guys are sitting on the two numbers that I <laughs> wanted, five or six, but um, I think it's Boston in, in five. I mean, I think that it's, it, yeah, Simmons, or uh, not Simmons, what's his name? Stevens is playing three-dimensional chess, and uh, Brett Brown can't even open the checkers <laughs> box. <so. laughs> Struggling with the cellophane. <laughs> uh, so this is his last uh, playoff uh, as a coach uh, for the 76ers, correct? I mean. Mm-hmm. This is, yeah. This is it for old Brett Brown. Unless something really good so Maybe they win one for the kipper. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> How many? How many do you got the Sixers winning in there, Joe? Uh, I've got them uh, 
not winning oh, actually. Interesting. Uh, oh, okay. So I think they're gonna. So you, as you guys mentioned, it, it this may be Brett Brown's last game. I think they're gonna do it in Philly style, and they're just gonna get swept. <laughs> <laughs> wow, calling the sweep. I like it. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, Simmons is out. Colson, you're right. They're f- fragile emotionally. Uh, you know, Embiid when he's on, he's on. But yeah, the dude banged up. You know, I'm really looking right now. Uh, they're saying Brett Brown's contemplating starting uh, uh, Tibble uh, to the rookie. Um, this is oh, what would he? Who was so he could guard what Kemba Walker? Like, what's what's Either their goal? Does it matter? Like, it matter? Like, it doesn't matter. I mean, he's a good defender. I get it. Oh, he's a great defender. Yeah. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are marginally better. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. He's also a rookie. Yeah. So, so it's either him or Shake Milton's going to start. So, <laughs> not great option. Uh, anyway, uh, so I got I got a sweep. That's fair. Alrighty. Um, the last one, of course, is the Pacers, which we we mentioned. Pacers and Heat. Uh, out west, we've got the number one Los Angeles Lakers uh, taking their 52 and 19 record to the number eight Portland Trailblazers. You know, still ended up uh, 35 and 39 for the season, but Damian Lillard has been uh, worthy of the bubble MVP, and he has been. He had the 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 top three. Uh, so I, let me say this: he had the. The three games to end the season, he had the most in history, hmm. most scoring in history of, of, of three game, three games to end the season. So he's on fire. Um, any anyway, the Lakers uh, have some good players though, and they have uh, the number one seed. Which who knows if that matters. <laughs> so I can go first in this one. So the. Lakers worry me big time. They did not perform well in the bubble. They went 3-5 and five in the bubble. They averaged 106.4 points a game, which is second to last teams in the bubble. Uh, I don't know if LeBron James and Anthony Davis are on the same page. Um, I believe in Frank Vogel, but it worries me that they've been tinkering with lineups this entire time and trying to figure out who their, you know, who their best five is. <laughs> yeah. Who's who's a, the best five that they put on the floor? You know, they had that nice win. Um, I forget who who it was against where Kuzma hit a three to the, the game winner, but who, I forget who they were playing. But that other team basically had their second string out there on the floor, and L.A. makes this great comeback with their quote-unquote starters and – and uh, on the flip side, Portland is the number one scoring team in the bubble. They're scoring 126 points a game. Now, a couple of those are overtime uh, efforts, so it's a little bit inflated, but not too much. Um, they're firing on all cylinders, and they've been playing playoff basketball since they got in the bubble, um, whereas the, the Lakers have just been kind of killing time. Um, the LeBron, LeBron James is, you know, the second greatest basketball player we've that's walked the planet Earth, right? 
So I'm not going to just throw this to the Trailblazers, but it goes seven, and I got to take the Trailblazers because wow. I got it. Wow. So. All right. Wow. That seems no, different so than what I, you were I, expecting. Well, no, I was. I'm. I'm concerned about the same things you're concerned about. If I'm a Lakers uh, fan, I. I think uh, Dame is currently literally on fire. You should probably worry <laughs> about that. It's dangerous. It's probably bad for the skin. Um, I. He's amazing. Um, and uh, you know, uh, Nurkic has played extremely well. Um, you know, C.J. McCollum has like shattered vertebrae and he still put up 30 in the play-in game Uh, you know they have so many weapons and offensively they are going to score um the problem is that they don't play defense at all Mm -hmm. and i think that lebron james and anthony davis are going to be able to go to the basket at will um i wish for the lakers that they still had avery bradley there are some rumors that rondo's going to come back but he's not the defender he was they don't have a lot of guards to put on McCollum and, and um, Dame, but I think ultimately the size and brute force and ability to get to the basket of, of LeBron and, and AD in a game six or a game seven is going to make the difference. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call this, uh, this series gets really interesting and there's a bunch of questions about you know whether LeBron's going to get swept and all this stuff, and I think it's going to be a really fun series. But I think LA pulls this out in a close one in Game Six. So I, I mean, I think uh, I basically agree with, with the things you guys said, uh, but I think the the Lakers got a big three of uh, uh, LeBron, AD, and, and Vogel. Um, <laughs> I mean, look, Frank knows he's been there, and uh, he's you know, and he's experienced with LeBron in the playoffs. Uh, Ad doesn't have you know nearly as much you know he was the best player on on not great teams for for a long time but right. you know he's he's uh, he he'll be fine I'm not worried about him because the thing is I think that that um, while the the Trailblazers have been playing like playoff basketball I, I think the, the Lakers have another gear because obviously if they don't have another gear they're hosed mm-hmm. um, they're it'll be a sweep. The other way. The other way, yeah, exactly. Um, but I think, you know, LeBron's teams, you know, that kind of stuff, I just feel like they, he's going to, they're going to hit another gear and they're going to, they're going to turn it on. And I think they're going to take this at five. I think they're, uh, and I, and I think Portland's been fantastic, you know, but, um, a great they story. They're not super deep. Um, and, you know, LeBron's, you know, in the playoffs, he's going to play more if he needs to. He's going to play better if he needs to. So, so Joe, you, last week you 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 ticked off your five most destructive forces in the NBA for us. Yeah, and uh, two of those are in the Lakers locker room. Does it, how does that factor into your thinking? Well, so the thing is, uh, I think LeBron can counteract that. Ah, uh, uh, I see. Okay, pretty heavily. Well, and wasn't wasn't Carmelo on one of your lists? So he's on the he's on Portland, right? Well, so I so so I think the way we landed on that one is that it, it's pre Portland. Uh, Carmelo was on that oh, list. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, fair enough. From what it from what it sounds like, this guy's been fantastic since he's been in Portland. He's been a great teammate, um, and everybody Skinny loves him. him, and that's awesome. Sh- like, sure. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Well, he's still not playing defense, but he's he's got a shot back. I think. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. And 
Boy, I tell you what, you know, it's been it's been some years, but uh, I've saw I've seen uh, Dwight Howard do some ridiculous things in the playoffs. Um, but it, it's been a minute since that happened. <laughs> since before we found out what QAnon was. But. Solid. Harper, where are you uh, before at? Harper, before Harper, you give your prediction. I do want to say that the last time AD met the Blazers in the playoffs, uh, the Anthony Davis Pelicans swept the Blazers because they had no answers for AD. So Fair enough. It's on that note. I, I would be remiss if I didn't uh, hook you guys up with Nico's pick, which is Blazers in four. <laughs> Standing thing. Okay. I didn't talk. All right. To him, but so that's just a I'm confident that's what right. he's going with. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, look, all that stuff is true. I, having watched most of the Blazer games in the bubble, there's some point in every game where I'm like, "How is Dame doing this? He is getting no help from anyone. McCollum's got a broken back. Yeah. You know, Nurkic does not look like himself yet." I don't know. It, it's it's been tough, and Dame has been unbelievable. But I just don't. I mean, they just need so much more productive production out of the rest of their team than they got <laughs> thus far in the bubble um, to even come close to winning this series. I think that some of that will improve. I like Stotts pretty well as a coach. I think this thing will go deep, but I just I don't think that the Blazers have enough horses in the stable right now um, you know to finish this thing out so I, I got the Lakers in seven uh, but I'm watching every one of these games it's going to be fun mm-hmm. yeah it yeah. is going to be fun this is one of the series I'm most excited about I mean clearly at some point LeBron's just going to say alright I got Dame right and yeah 100% <clears throat> they're not going to do this box and one stuff when they got LeBron right, exactly yeah <laughs> And so the the concern, I guess, for me is that, you know, LeBron basically has been conserving himself on defense the last five years of his career or whatever. And so if he has to play high-level defense, it, say, just in the fourth quarter against Dame, does that take a toll on him over a six- or seven-game series, right? Like, I, I just don't think that, that, that uh, Portland's asking enough uh, from him – uh, as far as resistance goes, right, uh, offensively. I think LeBron's just going to kind of be able to do whatever he wants. Portland's thing is we're going to outscore you. So I don't think he's going to have to extend a bunch of energy on finding his shots. Okay, so he's you know, I think it's going to be fairly easy for him to end. Yeah. Yes, I think it's going to be easy for him to get layups. <laughs> scoring 40 uninvited. Yeah, and I, I, I do think it's going to be like that. I mean, these games, you're right, they're the number one leading the you know scoring team in the bubble, and they still lost a couple games, and all these games were close. Yeah. Exactly. So I think LeBron can reserve. He can get thirty-five and reserve his energy on. I mean, part on of offense. the reason why this is such an interesting matchup because the Lakers are the worst offensive team, <laughs> right? So yes, they this are. This is definitely a yin exactly. and yang, yep. maybe matter antimatter situation. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Everything could explode when they meet. I'm not. <laughs> this is this is the resistible force against the movable object. <laughs> <laughs> That is exactly what this is. I like it. Love it. All right. Probably the name of the pod, too. Yeah, it's got to be. Um, uh-huh. All right. So the next lineup or next matchup is the hated L.A. Clippers versus the number two uh, loved Dallas Mavericks. 
the Clippers ended the season 49 and 23, and Dallas ended up 43 and 32, and Clippers swept the uh, three games that they played this season. <sighs> JT, how much do you love Paul George? Playoff P, as he's known this time of year. <laughs> I mean, I, I hate Paul George, but uh, I respect the hell out of his defense, and I really respect Kawhi Leonard's defense. So, I was thinking about this. I was like, oh, Dallas, they're scrappy. You know, they Doncic is a MVP candidate. Like, what's he got? And then I realized that he's going to have to play defense against Paul – or he's going to be defended by either Paul George or Kawhi Leonard for 48 minutes every one of these games. Like, Duck Rivers is not going to F around with this. And then if for some reason both those guys are in foul trouble, he just throws Pat Beverly on him. Um, like it's, it's it got to be causing Doncic nightmares at this point. Um, and he's the engine that makes that whole Dallas team go. They're the best offense in the NBA, but I don't think uh, they they similar to Portland don't play defense, so um, they got to score. And and when you take their main engine out, they're not going to be able to score as much. So I got Clippers in four. Woo. All right. Short series. Um, I'll I tell you what, the Mavs have been super fun to watch in the bubble. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Stapp's poor Zingas has just been absolutely pouring it in. Mm. Who knew? The unicorn is back. <laughs> um, and, you know, Doncic just seems to be getting better every game out there. I mean, the kid is a uh, just unbelievable. But you're right. <laughs> when faced with the claw and, uh, you know, that other guy. Uh, and the gonna douche. It's going to be a tough. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> uh, going to be a very tough season. I think they can. I think they can steal one here. I'll, I'll, I'll take uh, clips in five. What was that? Um, what was that animated series about? um the San Antonio Spurs, Joey, that you liked a couple of years ago. Oh yeah. Uh, oh right. What's that? Anyway, were they were all secret was. agents? Yeah. Yeah. We need to pitch those guys with the their their uh, sequel, uh, the Claw and the Douche. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, Spurs Special Forces. Yeah. On, uh, by Matt Hill on YouTube, and it is phenomenal. Uh, so I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna agree with you all. I, you know the Clippers were built to uh, stop LeBron James, right? Like that's they just they've got all the pieces to throw at LeBron, and um, and also they're just incredibly deep. They just have so many competent basketball players on this team. The Clippers do, um, and I think Luca is you know, on some level, a LeBron light, right? Like he does, the ball goes through him so much. Um, I, 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 with, uh, with you, Harper, watched him more in this bubble than I have probably all season. And he was, he's absolutely brilliant. He's breathtaking to watch. I, I, and I think he can probably do something special in a game, even with all those people draped all over him. Um, I just don't think there's enough other stuff. I mean, I think Porzingis will have maybe a big game, and and Luca will probably squirrel his way out and have have a good game. 
do those have to be the same game to get a win? I don't know. I'm picking Dallas uh, to win one. So we've got Clippers in five. All right. Um, I guess I'll just um, I'll take the I'll, I'll take the Clippers in seven. I mean, I think Luka and Kristaps are are very difficult to deal with. Um, but I'm not ready to honestly like we saw what Kawhi did with with Toronto, um, and you know Clippers are, are arguably a, a you know more talented team than than what Toronto had. And I'm not ready to bet against that. So, uh, but Luka and Kristaps are are, are going to be fun. and also you know talking about coaches that matter. Uh, Dallas has got one of those guys too, for sure. All right. That's everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Third one in the West, the Denver Nuggets versus the Utah Jazz. Uh, the 3-6 matchup. Uh, Nuggets swept the season series. They're looking pretty good, huh? I think Denver's good. <laughs> I think Denver's going Denver's to gonna win this one. Uh, I'll take them in five. Whoa. Strong. With a gentleman sweep, though. <laughs> Not the douchebag sweep? No, no, no. They're, they're, bigger, they're bigger than that. Okay. Fair enough. <clears throat> I, I, um, man, I, I don't know what Utah does well without uh, Bogey there. Like, I just, I think, I think <clears throat> Bogdanovich makes that team make more sense. Um, I think they're a guy short. Um, I think they're a defender and a shooter short without him. Um, they've looked fine. I just think they're a fine team. You know, look, I like Mike Conley. I think Gobert's a great defensive center. They're, they're fine. But um, I think Denver's special, and I think this is a sweep. 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 Jeez. All right, all right. I was thinking about this a different way, which is that these teams are pretty evenly matched. Um, Mike Conley's been playing better. He didn't have a great year, but I think he's he played a little bit better in the bubble. Um, Denver's facing a couple injuries that are kind of key. So uh, Gary Harris and Will Barton are both uh, questionable, at least going into this series. They'll probably both be back at some point in the series. As, as per usual. Right, exactly, yeah. Um, and, you know, Gobert is a, a real challenge for Jokic. Like, this is a, a real thing. Um, these guys play all the time, and every game is close. So I think that that's how this series is going to go. It's going to be close. Um, you got to figure that Donovan Mitchell is going to be able to pull out a couple of those games, I think. But I think ultimately I'm with you that the Nuggets are the better team, but I got Nugs in seven. I think it takes them the full. I'm not I'm not convinced of them as juggernauts that come in and just sweep teams out of yeah. out of No, I mean you're right. I mean yeah, I think that's a fair point. They they're not a dominant team. I just think Utah's a little flawed without all their players. 
Mm-hmm. And I think the Nuggets are, I, you know, you say yeah, Gobert you on He's Jokic. He's a golden god, I understand. I, he is sense. a golden god. But you also talk about Gobert on Jokic. Like, yeah, maybe he'll shut him down offensively, but Jokic is still going to be the hub of that offense. It can make the passing work and stuff. Like, I, I just don't think that that's what Gobert can take away. I, I just don't sure. think it matters. Conley uh, did step away. Uh, he's out of the bubble currently. Oh, uh, that I did not know. So I, that like today, this uh, there was an announcement. He he's uh, he had a child born, so he was he oh, went hey. home. Congratulations uh, for that! Yeah, so he's gonna miss. It looks like one or two games. It's looking like, um, but uh, that yeah. changed the math for you, there, Jason. Uh, nuggets sweep. No, I'm just gonna. Um. That I mean, that definitely did tip the scales for me. I, I originally had the Nuggets in seven. Uh, after Jason stole my pick, <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna pick the Jazz based on the Georgie Yang bump. Um, mm, sure, nice. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it looks like Conley's gonna miss at least a couple. The twenty first is the earliest date that he can come back. Um, mm. Oh wow! So he's gonna miss some time, and that is a serious serious <laughs> loss. Uh, Moutier yeah. also injured, um, but he's a game time decision. Um, the Nuggets are ready to take a step. I think. I, I just I agree that this is just it's just a good matchup. It's gonna be a fun series. Like I don't particularly love either of these teams, mm-hmm. uh, but there's gonna be a lot of good basketball played. And the Jazz are real tough defensively. They're gonna make the Nuggets earn every point on the board. So. For sure. I'll take six. And that's a consensus, ladies and gentlemen. All right. All righty. Last one. The number four, Boston Rockets, uh, take their 44-28 and record to the Oklahoma City Thunder at the end of the season. Also, 44-28. and Thunder won the... This is interesting. So they have the same record. Oklahoma City won the head-to-head, but have the five seed. Well, because the Rockets won their division, I guess. Right? Okay, that sounds like that's right. Luckily, they're in the bubble and should not matter. But um, <laughs> it's going to be a lot of players that know each other uh, in this game. Um, mm-hmm. Colson, uh, do you think Chris Paul is going to? Uh, Return to the playoff Chris Paul that we we know and are meh about? Yes, I do. I think he will be meh Chris Paul and, and do some amazing things, uh, but maybe it won't be enough. I Look, uh, this is a series that outside of the Pacers and, and probably Lakers Blazers that I'm most excited about uh, because there's so many storylines um, with, you know, um, uh, Harden and uh, Westbrook uh, playing their old team. Um, these these teams play completely different styles. Uh, Thunder is one of the slowest paces in the league. They like to shoot long twos. Um, they don't run fast breaks. Where Houston just up and down shooting threes, uh, trying to make this go as fast as possible. Um, I think the Thunder have a, a real advantage in one sense that they have um, size. Um, and uh, Steven Adams is going to rip the Rockets apart, just like we saw 
Miles Turner, who's not a imposing big man, just kind of stand there and get 12 rebounds um, because the tallest dude on the Rockets is 6'7". Um, I think they're going to be able to take advantage of that. I think the Thunder have um, a really impressive, done a really impressive job of, of, of creating a team that, you know, shares the ball and doesn't make mistakes. But ultimately, I think the brilliance of James Harden, even if, because I know right now that Westbrook is injured and it's unclear whether he'll be back. I mean, this guy doesn't miss playoff games very often. But um, with or without Westbrook, I think this series goes with the brilliance of Harden. I think the Thunder are going to win more games than you think. Um, I think they're a better team than people think. Um, if this thing goes to seven, I don't trust either of these teams, and <laughs> it may just be who shits the bed hardest. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and pick. Just right word there. <laughs> <laughs> so outside of trying to pick some super messy game seven, I'm going to say say Rockets in six. Gross. I've never been grossed out by a pick before. <laughs> Uh, uh, oh man somebody's gonna shit the bed messy in game seven i hope it doesn't go there uh i i go on this one i think that uh james Harden is gonna eat these dudes up (laughs) um and he's gonna have a proper digestion afterwards and there will be no mishaps um (laughs) i think houston i think they can take this one in in five oh wow Chris Paul is is proven year after year that he's gonna not do great in the playoffs, um, and even the even the game the the Pacers uh, beat the Rockets, Harden was out of control, and I don't think you know I don't think Oklahoma City has a uh, answer with that. Uh, but they don't play defense and they can't stop big guys. Like we beat them, and it wasn't that hard. Yeah, but three's more than two. That is true. Three is more than two. So that that truth leads me to Houston in five. Also, Harden does shoot threes like it's a freaking layup. Like, it's it's outrageous how he shoots the ball. Yeah. Ugh. He's got, like, 40-foot range. It's kind yeah. of silly. Yeah, I mean, this is a tough series for me because um, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Mm. I got Pacers in six. Okay, nice. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting position. I, I mean, I just I don't understand how the Rockets are as good as they are. They won a bunch of regular season games, right? Um, they're really pretty healthy, all things considered, headed into this series, which is great news for them. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the best player on the court is going to be James Harden. And... I think that they're probably going to spend a lot of time doing, you know, trying out this exotic defense stuff, which just makes room for him to dish out 10 to 15 dimes a game. And they've got guys that can knock it down, even without Westbrook being out there. And we'll probably actually pay a little, play a little bit better defense, especially around the three-point line without Westbrook on the floor. So uh, I'll take the Rockets in the series. Um I'll go six, I guess. You're saying. One more question for you, uh, 
D'Antoni or Donovan? Who's your boy? Um, Who's I the mean, love of your life? <laughs> I mean, my, my opinion of Billy Donovan is well documented on this show. Uh, so I'll take the Rockets coach, whatever his name is. <laughs> <laughs> Future right. coach of the Indiana Pacers, Mike D'Antoni. <laughs> right. Uh, so I, I'm going to disagree with you a, a little bit on the Rockets are healthy standpoint. I mean, Westbrook is out. He's got a quadriceps strain. It's unclear if he's... Uh, I'm at the Thunder. Sorry. Oh, the Thunder. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, so the... the I'm a little bit worried about this Westbrook injury. What, even if he comes back, he's not going to be 100%. And he relies on, you know, just being super active is his whole jam. Um, and I think that the Thunder actually defend these guys pretty well what was the stat i just read the 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 rocket the thunder held the rockets top five offense to fewer than a hundred uh 102.9 points per 100 processions which is the lowest <laughs> of any team in the league yeah. you know it's a three game sample size who knows what's going on um and I think that, yeah, this is interesting because it's, it's a matchup of uh, Chris Paul versus James Harden and Russell West, Russell Rushbrook. Um, Russell Rushbrook. Uh, guys who are infamous for their playoff failures. So it's going to be sort of who uh, shits the bed, bed the softest, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> In that I'm sense, just saying everybody wear depends to bed in this <laughs> series. Just <laughs> everybody, just just bring your diapers. So, yeah. So, I think, I mean, the Rockets are one of those teams, like, they're going to get hot in a couple games and hit a bunch of threes. So, they're going to win at least two or three games. I think it goes seven, but I'm going to take the Thunder in a game seven. Um, I just think that, yeah, I don't know. But I've seen James Harden and the Rockets poop the bed maybe one more time than Chris Paul yeah. and the Thunder have pooped the bed. So. Chris Paul sure does know a lot about that team. He couldn't yes. ask for a better scout. For sure. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead. So I was on uh, Rockets in six. Uh, I'm, gonna go, I, I'm rooting for the poop game, so I'm going to go uh, Rockets in seven now. You said, you said nice. Thunder in seven. Yeah, so we'll get uh-huh. a little, Thanks yeah. for doing that. I was going to move there, but I didn't want to. So thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm just excited about the poop game. Okay, good. Crap Bowl 2020. We'll do it. If that happens, we'll do a, a, a live pod or something. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll have to do like a GoFundMe for the uh, the ball boys on that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got to pay those guys at least 100 bucks an hour. <laughs> That's going to be. We got to pay for all their PPE and all that. Yeah. <laughs> hazmat suits yeah right um all right well i think that wraps it up uh we've got uh, a lot of playoff games starting here tomorrow so i guess tonight if you're listening on monday um and if you're listening after monday then the games are in your rear view so get to watch it uh, all right, guys. I think uh, we're going to try and get back uh, another episode later this week after game two. Uh, we're going to do our best to do that. Uh, the 
these odd times, uh, a, a time of day uh, makes makes everything uncertain. So we're, we'll do the best we can. Um, anything else, gentlemen? You got this week, the show. And anyway, we do we want to do quick uh, title picks? Um, oh, sure. Oh. I'd do that. I'd be happy with that. <clears throat> Who you got, Joey? Let's see. So for the bubble champion, I guess I'm looking at. Um, I mean, I'm looking at the Lakers is one of them. Uh, Milwaukee, I think, is a strong contender. Toronto can't count them out yet. Um, oh man, I think uh, I think it might be the Lakers this year. Mm. Uh, much to a lot of people's chagrin, but uh, okay, LeBron getting his fourth. Yeah, I mean, Joey. Yeah, I think that might be, you know, and uh, 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 they got to hit that that second gear and maybe uh, up to a third or fourth or even a fifth gear. <laughs> um, but uh, we know LeBron's got that, and uh, Frank Frank Vogel's got uh, experience, so that's where I'm at. JT, you got oh. a favorite? Well. To me, I think I think Toronto's coming out of the East, and I think that uh, the Clippers are coming out of the West. And since uh, it's 2020 and things are not fantastic, I think we're gonna watch Paul George raise the Mario uh, mm. O'Brien Trophy. Mm. 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 Oh, don't make me sad. Yeah, I'm gonna pile on. I also have the Clippers. Uh, hey, the what is going on? I have the Bucks coming out of the East. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So, Colson, uh, do you have a non-Clippers pick? All of you. So, here's what I'd like to say. Here, I think it's going to be Lakers what did Joey Clippers. Do? <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to be Lakers Clippers, and then I think LeBron James is going to like exert some superhuman um, thing to sort of overwhelm the Clippers in a seven-game series uh, to get to the finals, be exhausted, where he'll meet the Raptors that just came out of a, uh, a brutal series with the Pacers. Oh, that would, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Where they sure. uh, beat the Pacers in seven. Um, and the Raptors are a little fresher, uh, and they beat the Lakers in the, in the finals. So we got a Raptors, Raptors repeat. back-to-back. Okay. Well, see, I was leaving. I was leaving the Milwaukee lane open for you there, Colson. But if you're not going to take it, I will walk through that door. Got Milwaukee. Thank goodness. Over the Clippers. Okay, good. We can't have two people saying Paul George is going to be a freaking <laughs> champion. The claw and the douche. Come on, that that doesn't win in a championship. <laughs> be a great like buddy cop show. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Are they both bad cops? How does that work? <laughs> <laughs> now the claw's the competent one, and then the right. douche just rolls up with his, you know, shitty mustache, yeah. and it's like, it's, right. <laughs> it's like bad cop and strong silent type. I don't know what's right. going yeah, on there. Exactly. Oh, there you go. I like that. Uh, what about uh, which one of them is uh, two weeks from retirement? 
<laughs> Probably Doc Rivers if this keeps going it's gotta on. It's got to be the douche. The douche is always threatening retirement exactly. or moving oh, to yeah. another city. Right. Oh, oh so yeah. The whole thing is he's going to be like, hey, man, I'm out of here. Yeah. Going to Orlando. Yeah. Transfer into a better unit. That's right. All right. Well, hopefully, uh, uh, hopefully, the pa- hopefully the Pacers just prove all of us wrong. I'd be fine with that too. Yeah. Sixteen Definitely. and O. Yep, that would be ideal. Um, all right. Well, I think that wraps it up. We were very long this week, but there was so much to cover. Um, but we'll be back with you later this week. Uh, is the plan with uh, discussion of games one and two of the Pacers series and uh, we may touch on some of the other ones but those will be the most important ones um, you can reach us on uh, social media we're on Twitter at Undebeatables we're on Facebook.com slash The Undebeatables our website is TheUndebeatables.com there's a contact form there you can send us a message and of course you can rate and review us wherever you're listening and um, we've got t-shirts for, for sale on the website slash store for a once and always Hall of Fame coach Bobby Leonard. Turn up the lights. The playoffs are ready. Nailed it. Nice. <laughs> how many how many times do you have to practice that in the mirror for you? <laughs> That's reading. all I've. <laughs> He's no, I I woke up early this morning and just yeah, <laughs> just practiced in the mirror for about four hours, and then you guys skyped wow. in. Yeah. Nice. Well, well, well it's all worth, worth it, well buddy. Worth yeah. All worth it. Yeah. <laughs> have any of you guys ever been to Paris? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. I don't know if they still have these, but when I was there, they had these frickin' motorcycles that ran around with vacuums on them to pick up dog shit. It was all mm. I could think of while you were talking about shit in the bed, the hardest. I don't His ball boys just that. like out with scooters, just like <laughs> vacuuming up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Behind Chris Paul. That's pretty and good. Russell Westbrook. <laughs> and James Harden literally shit his pants earlier this year in a game. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, it's happening. Uh-huh. <laughs> So that's what the Parisians have done. They've just said, you guys aren't going to take care of it, so we'll just do it for you. I mean, that's socialism, baby. (laughs) Wait, if we have socialism, I don't have to clean up my dog's poop? That's right. That's right. We'll pay someone to do that for you. I can get behind that. Uh, Guy in a scooter with a vacuum cleaner. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, we had a VP pick, too. Which we we uh, talked about a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kamala Harris. Do you guys have strong feelings? She Coulson's, was my pic- Coulson's she was- picture is stuck for me, and it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah same. Yeah, me too. <laughs> he's. Uh, I know. I think he's actually just shitting right now. <laughs> <laughs> Nope, he's back. I see him now. Colson, did you hear anything we said? Yeah, yeah. I'm, apparently, I had okay. a stuck picture of me chilling. Yeah. yeah. I mean, 
<laughs> I mean, that would be weird if you had a picture of me shitting. That would, that's, yeah. Don't release that to the oh, internet. Oh, that's not okay? Let me delete that. <laughs> that's your, uh, you let Joey set up your account. That's your avatar. 